This is People Every Day. Coming up, I talk aliens with the legendary William Shatner. Mind-blowing is my game. Plus, bachelor controversy rages on. Nicki Minaj's tragic loss and stars packing on the Valentine's Day PBA. It's February 16th. Hello, everyone. This is People Every Day, presented by Macy's, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, not Monday, as I'm sure some of you woke up thinking. And it is cold out there in lots of places that it shouldn't be. Record storms hitting millions across the country. So hoping folks are staying safe and inside somewhere uh, to help take your mind off of all that and to maybe blow your mind, I sit down with Captain Kirk himself, the legendary William Shatner who talks aliens with me and his new History Channel show that even has him believing. But first, a lot is bubbling up in entertainment news this Monday-ish Tuesday. (laughs) And here to get into top stories with me is People.com editorial director, Charlotte Triggs. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Good. How much snow do you have on the ground? You know, we still have snow from that storm a few weeks ago. We had 36 inches here, and I did have to help shovel some of it, um, which was not really, you know, it's not my <laughs> expertise. <laughs> not ideal. Yeah, we, we, do, we do snow out this way. Um, okay, first up, let's talk about the latest development in the ongoing Bachelor saga drama controversy surrounding the show's host, Chris Harrison, who really stepped in it last week, making some pretty racially insensitive comments in defense of current contestant Rachel Kirkinell. Um, He took a big step over the weekend, right, Charlotte? Yeah, he says that he's going to step aside at least temporarily um, and do some work on himself. I think, um, you know, it's interesting what this will mean exactly, whether this means that he's just going to bow out for this current season because the optics are so spectacularly bad. It's a season where they have the first Black Bachelor ever. Mm -hmm. And the ongoing, if he were to stay on in his capacity of like hosting after the final rose and all this stuff, he would be in a position of having to um, deal with these sorts of questions that are going to have to be asked, right? Somebody's going to have to confront Rachel on, you know, her behavior and all of this stuff, you know, the post-show kind of um, chats that they have, just the ongoing publicity. And it's possible that it's just too much and it's just not a good look for him right now. And he needs to step aside. We also don't know if he, if this might be it for him and he might like really never come back. I know they left it so open-ended, right? And his statement, he went really hard. He said, you know, I've spent the last few days listening to the pain my words have caused and I'm deeply remorseful. And he talks about, you know, I set standards for myself and, and I have to meet them and, and even invoked his children and saying, you know, this isn't what I taught them to do. Um, So he, he gets it now. Yeah, it looks like he had his eyes open slightly when Rachel, um, the other Rachel, you know, who, of course, has Rachel Lindsay, the Rachel Lindsay black bachelorette. Yes, which it's she's made it clear that that's a responsibility that what kind of weighs on her and that it's pretty tedious to have to constantly feel like you're educating people mm-hmm. about, you know, these kinds of situations and, and implicit bias versus, you know, explicit bias and stuff like that. But it does feel like he finally got it. The like subtle distinction of like what it was he actually did wrong. 
Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I remember listening to her um, recent statement or the recent talk she just did, the moment where he says, like, but that was 2018. Like, it, it's just like, that was a few years ago. And that was a sticking point for her. Yeah. Um, what What has her reaction been to at least his apology and, and what's happening now? It looks like she's um, at least more receptive to it this time around because there's now been multiple rounds of apologies and multiple reactions to multiple apologies. It's like, you know, the story that keeps on bubbling. But she, you know, the fact that there's some action associated with the words, mm-hmm. I think that's resonating more for her. And her yeah. basically what she says is, okay, wait and see. He says he's going to do some work. Let's see. Exactly, exactly. I mean, learning that, no, antebellum parties in 2018 were a no-go then, now, and forevermore yeah. um, is, is a starting point. But right. uh, <laughs> but yeah. he also said in a statement that, you know, he doesn't want this to deflect from just a, a historic, important season, like you said, Matt James, first Black Bachelor. Um, but we know that fans are just more glued to this than ever right now with everything that's going on. And just to clear a few things up, the show is filmed already. So right. nothing yes, that is happening. Yeah, it's all in the can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. like, you know, there's calls for him to say something on the show or like, you know, <laughs> make her leave the show. That can't happen. It happened already. Yeah, but you we, missed it. <laughs> you missed it. But what, but what do we feel about her status? Because he did, you know, she's still on the show. I mean, we know that she's a contender, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's kind of, you know, as much as the fans are like shouting at their TV screens being like, no, no, like pick the other one. Like, you know, like you said, it's already been shot. It's clear. She was absolutely a contender and, you know, kept on going. They had their hometown dates, you know, she's surviving round after round. And I suppose that, um, people's feelings can definitely be influenced once the show has wrapped, but we don't, you know, we don't know how this all shakes out. Not at all, but uh, I know millions will be watching, including my production assistant, who (laughs) (laughs) loves the show. She sends me notes immediately. Um, (laughs) So let's let's move on to um, just some sad news that that came over the weekend. Nicki Minaj, um, who we know has been in great spirits. She's a new mom. Uh, She welcomed her baby boy. Her dad uh, died in a hit and run accident. What, What do we know about what happened? Yeah, it's really horrible and and super random. Uh, he was just crossing the street um, in Long Island and was, you know, hit by a car and the person fled the scene and they don't know, you know, so far nobody's been identified or arrested or anything. There's no person of interest. So it's unclear whether there will even be any kind of resolution um, to how this happened, why it happened, Ugh. but it's just a terrible, um, a terrible tragedy and really shocking and, and awful. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, you're a new mom, you're, you're, you're in all these, these good feelings. And then to hear that your dad, this is Robert Mirage. He's 64. Um, and they had, uh, you know, their, their relationship had been complicated in the past, right, Charlotte? Yeah, she honestly didn't have a very close relationship with him and had a lot of conflicting feelings about her relationship with her father because he had been, according to accounts that she's given, he, you know, was a heavy drug user and was abusive to her mother. And mm. um, she, you know, her childhood was marred by um, witnessing abusive behavior. And in fact, he tried to burn their home down with their mother inside. So she's very much scarred by these me- these horrible, horrible memories of 
of abuse and drug use and seeing it up front. And it's something she's channeled into her artistic product. Yeah, I remember what she would say, like, in some of her earlier interviews, like, her different voices, her different accents and stuff. And, like, you know, people would say it sounded pretty wild, but she said she was channeling some of those feelings from growing up. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I suppose, and you know, I, I suppose it's something that... At, you know, at the bare minimum, she's come to some sort of peace with her relationship with him by having channeled it into into something therapeutic for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, just heart going out to her and 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 that whole family. Um, let's 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 end on some love. Let's end on some happiness that's out there and some out of this world happiness with Michael B. Jordan and Lori. Oh, Harvey. Yeah. Pretty much all the stars are just putting on the PDA. So uh, let's start there, though. Um, did your Valentine's Day look anything like MBJ's and Lori Harvey's? No, yeah, no, unfortunately not. I'm pretty jealous. If, you know, that looks like a really fun date. So he rented an entire aquarium for her, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know exactly which one it was, but it looked like a legit aquarium. And it, yeah. there's rose petals everywhere, candles everywhere. They obviously had the, the run of the place to themselves. Then they had a beautiful meal cooked by the chefs at Nobu. I'm like, I want that. Like, I would have enjoyed that on Valentine's right? Day, right? The seafood in front of seafood. Like, I know. Did that. <laughs> I mean, it is just like the way they have taken to social media is so so amazing to me. I know that's the best part. Is it like luckily because she loves to share, we now know everything that's going on for everything. all of their celebrations. And she's rubbed off on him. It's not like just yeah. his amazing sexy ads anymore. And you know, <laughs> shout outs to his boys. Now it's like Lori every day. Here she is. They're rubbing off on other stars too. Olivia Wilde and and Harry Styles. Okay. Like she of course newly split um and has moved on with Harry Styles and she posts this kind of just lauding him. Uh, you know, little known fact, most male actors don't want to play supporting roles in female-led films. The industry has raised them to believe it lessens their power. And she is all talking about Harry Styles and and like how he is so amazing for breaking the mold and and he's so artistic and, and uh, the, she just lets it all out there. And of course, we know they are very much linked. What do you think of, of this? Is this out of the norm for her? Well, a little bit. I mean, they've kept a pretty, you know, they were, I, I can't say that they were discreet, right? Because they were like out and about holding hands. They were very, it was like super obvious that they were a couple. We knew they were a couple, all of that. But, you know, they hadn't really been talking about it so much, especially because technically she was his employer. So they kind of kept it a little bit like, you know, strictly business on set. And then it looked like the romance flourished probably. Oh, yeah. A connection like this. But yeah, if anybody <laughs> was wondering what the attraction was, she certainly spelled it out for us, didn't she? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, she, she should do PR as well. Like, I want to see <laughs> I want to see all of his work now. This is amazing. Totally. <laughs> and just one more couple who is making an Instagram official, uh, which I, I, I blame Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey for all of this because the stars are just letting it all hang out now. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker, her basketball boo, are are on blast now, right? Yeah, it looks like they're Instagram official. And, you know, from what we're hearing from sources, um, you know, people thought at first that it might just be like a fun hookup. And now it's definitely a real relationship that they're consider themselves exclusive. She's really happy. They brought him along on Kim's 40th birthday trip to Tahiti. That was one of the first signals that maybe they were kind of serious with each other. And now, you know, they're you know, they've been posting kind of some sexy pictures and now it's pretty yeah. obvious that, yeah, it's legit. And, and my husband tells me that he just scored 36 the other night. So it must well, be going well. I don't know well. what that means, but it must <laughs> be going well. <laughs> Charlotte, thank you so much. Thank you. Next up, William Shatner tells me we're 
probably not alone out there. Stay tuned. Hi, William. How are you doing? Can I say William, Mr. Shatner? Uh, Bill would be fine. Bill. Bill, I love it. How are you doing? Very good, J Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take Jay. <laughs> well, it's good to hear from you. And, you know, of course, we've had, we're coming off a very, very crazy year. Um, so how are you holding up? You seem so busy, but what what was your pandemic like? I'm embarrassed to, to uh, tell you how how good it's been. <laughs> it's been a little uh, strange compared to so many people. Got uh, my wife and two dogs, so we have company. And, that. and uh, about 35 miles from here, uh, I own some horses. Yeah. So I'm able to get out there and not come into contact with anybody. And then I come back and I've been working on stuff. But one of the things that is- You're a busy so, guy. I'm a busy guy. So I stopped talking. You asked me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to know what uh, you're working on. So, the, well, I wanted to mention this album uh, that we're doing, um, and it's all part of the uh, pandemic. In that we're all quarantined. So mm -hmm. I'm here in Los Angeles. The lyricist with whom I talk to, when we invent the songs, and he writes the words. Uh, he lives in New York City. The okay. the musician who puts putting music to it or certainly because uh, uh, it's a little more extensive than that. He's upstate New York and I'm in Los Angeles. And between the three of us, we have uh, 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 created a unique album, uh, an autobiographical album of me, m me, the autobiographical album of me. It's been an incredible creative journey this last while. So I want to ask about the album, though. So this is more in the vein of your your um, kind of spoken word with music, or are you singing this time? Well, singing is a difficult word. To... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is singing? A uh, mm -hmm. sustained note, right? Uh, yeah. I'm singing, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. right? Uh, yeah. Oh, am I singing when I do that? I don't know. Uh, there you are. You see, <laughs> so you can go oh, or you can go oh, and 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 you're mm -hmm. spinning a note. But is it singing? We wrote this song based on mm -hmm. an experience of mine going to uh, going to uh, school and being bullied. Okay. And I had to fight back. So the phrase "I'm tougher than the rest." Now is that singing? I'm tougher. Then the rest, and then you have music <laughs> behind that. Is that singing? I, I'm kind of, yeah. That well, the is, way you say is, it there kind of sounds like is, it. Is, uh, is rap singing? No, it's rapping. Uh, or am I rapping? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're it's a rapper. Good word, rapping. Now, now we've we've you, hit you, the nail on the it? head. So yes. there, there's the confusion <laughs> of the terms. Yeah. So am I singing? No. <laughs> but am I talking? Yes, but I don't know whether it's spoken word or whether it's a musical album or is there a middle ground? Life lessons from Bill Shatner. I'm excited. Well, I, I want to tell you, I, I, one 
person that I know will have this album is my father-in-law, who is an extreme fan of yours. Wow. A very big fan. And he also loves watching you on Unexplained <laughs> because you're you're his guy, okay? <laughs> that's, that's fabulous. Fabulous. So, well, The Unexplained is a great show, and uh, I'm glad he likes it. So, so tell me, well, first, we're going to get into Unexplained, but I want to talk about um, something that's coming up on uh, the History Channel. Uh, you have your hand in all of these different things, but Ancient Aliens is a, a show that's coming to the History Channel, a two-hour special, William Shatner meets Ancient Aliens. Can you tell me what, like, what, what is happening? Because I've read the description. Uh, uh, the gentleman... Um who invented the the unexplained? Who, whose concept? Uh, who's head of the production company, which is called Prometheus? Mm-hmm. His name is Kevin Burns, and was because he died just recently. Kevin died, and he had become a really dear friend of mine over the period of time that we associated. I I, I loved him uh, as much as anybody. Uh, he 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 was this great guy, and. He he not only had uh, ancient aliens, but he had Curse of Oak Island. I don't know whether you've ever seen that show. No. So there's a show that's been on quite a while that has an audience, the same type of audience interested in these things called the Curse of Oak Island. And he said, would you come on the Curse of Oak Island and just mm-hmm. like uh, go to this island off the coast of uh, Nova Scotia? Because people are digging for treasure and they have these stories and just come along. So I did. And what happened at that show wasn't planned. Uh, somehow, all the people connected with the show were seated around a round table and I was at the table and I began to discuss what are you doing and what do you and what do you think there's a hole here and the pirate treasure was supposed to be buried and and you think this came for and this financed the american revolution and i argued and <laughs> and um, exposed and probed everybody there and it made for a dynamic two-hour show and somehow between the two of us kevin and myself we said why don't we do that with ancient aliens Mm. Eric Von Daniken, who wrote the book, I think it was called Ancient Aliens, about 15, 20 years ago, purporting that aliens have visited Earth in the past, are here in the present, and will come back in the future. So aliens are among us. Okay. Do you believe it? I went into it like, you know, uh, yeah, ancient aliens. Huh? And these guys had one thing after another, the mysterious if you'll excuse the expression, inexplicable, unexplained occurrences. Like, how did that happen? How did did they lift those rocks where engineers today say, well, I don't know, we can't do that even with heavy machinery. Now, 5,000 years later, how is that possible? So that was very confrontational. But what was like the the diadem in 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 the crown was recently, and I don't know whether you saw it or not, the Navy pilots who were up in the air. Do you see that? Yes. Where the cameras are going and they got them located in, on radar on the ground and, and, and their cameras are going and there's these things 
flying yeah. around, coming at them and almost crashing. And what were they? And who were? They? And they would go across the screen at speeds we can't attain, abrupt changes of of uh, direction, and no explanation. Unexplained. Unexplained. Two shows. So <laughs> that. You know, uh, everything else, I'm thinking, well, I don't know, ancient aliens. Because ordinarily, you get a guy in, from the swamps in, uh, in Florida saying, yeah, you know, I got picked up when they examined <laughs> me and then they brought me back and me another drink. Yeah. So, you know, so, uh, okay. But now there's enough evidence for you, for any reasonable person to say, hmm, so if you were to be asked, you know, straight, and I am, I guess I am asking you, are we alone in the universe? What would be I your- I say no, it's mathematically impossible, is my opinion. Do, do you feel like your time, of course, fictional, yes, Star Trek, but do you feel like your time in that role makes you, uh, you know, a bit of an aficionado when it comes to this stuff? Did, did you pick up anything along the way? Well, that yes, it, it was foisted on me. I mean, uh, I played a, a role called uh, Captain Kirk in a show called Star Trek. I had read science fiction um, uh, for some time before that. I was curious and interested in the fiction. And then I became acquainted with some of the theories because a lot of that science fiction was written by scientists yeah. who had a, a concept from a laboratory event. And then, then as a result, I got I was being asked uh, uh, by various scientists to do this or to do that. So I'm part of a NASA committee now, uh, uh, about to uh, do some stuff about what the future for NASA is going to be. Oh, I, nice! I, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm I'm vitally interested, but I would have no other credentials other than <laughs> <laughs> having played this part. Did you Did you have any idea? When you when you landed the role of Captain Kirk, that it would make you the the superhero that you have become. Nobody do you know any more than this interview will be played fifty years from now as an example of how to hold an interview. Have you any <laughs> idea that, that was going to nope. <laughs> You've said before that if they were to reboot, if somehow you know you were to 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 come back into that role, you would jump at it. Is that still the case? Oh no, no, I wouldn't jump at it. Uh, what's happened, uh, I think, is that uh, in order to take advantage of popularity of some of the figures of the old show, mm-hmm. they created moments, almost thrown it in. Uh, it has really no part of the plot whatsoever. As I wouldn't be interested <laughs> in that. But if they made the part indigenous to to the plot, and mm-hmm. and you could explain the difference in how I look today as I did fifty years ago. Same. Uh, <laughs> I would uh, I would consider it, but uh, nobody's doing that. Thank you, thank you so much for this. It's it's riveting. I need more of your curiosity personally. I really appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to these shows. You've kind of blown my mind. Mind blowing is my game. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Thanks great so one, much. Bill. You too. That, my friends, was William Shatner. For more on him and his wild work with History Channel, head over to People.com. And before you go, something to make you smile, especially if you were a kid in the 90s. Listen and take a quick trip down memory lane with me. Evil by 
the Sailor Moon. I'm talking the, the strong but clueless miniskirt uniform wearing over emoting Japanese anime superheroine of my childhood is coming back. She's back with a full length movie Sailor Moon Eternal out this year. I, Clearly, I just can't wait for it. It's it's almost like a PG cartoon sex in the city situation. You know, what are her girlfriends, Sailor Mars, Venus, Mercury, Saturn, and Jupiter up to? Whatever happened with her and Tuxedo Mask? Okay, sorry, <laughs> reeling it in, and I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Have a good one. <laughs>